Welcome back to the Master of None podcast, where we go 365 days, bringing you a podcast every single day. Nothing is off the table. The intention of this podcast is to master the short form podcast, as well as informing, as well as entertaining. So sit back, relax, and listen, and enjoy the show. Welcome back to part two, getting into the David Grush whistleblowing story. I think this story is really interesting, and I've, I rewatched the interviews, and I looked over it, and I'm going to provide you some information I think is potentially going on as it relates to this whistleblower, the information of disclosure, and potentially what will be next as it relates to what are we going to see from the DOD. So let's get into it. So yesterday I went into some details about the whistleblower David Grush and kind of giving an overview of potentially what could be happening and some stories as it relates to kind of verifying it. Well, today what I want to get into is is kind of the meat and bones of this interview. Um, rewatching it, a lot of things stood out to me. And I think probably one of the first things is, is the fact that David Grush is a whistleblower, not a leaker. Now, if you are not familiar with with the difference, a leaker is someone that is not going through the proper channels and releasing information. If we look at a whistleblower, they're going through the proper channels where they're releasing information to the government and they're getting approved on what gets released. I think this is probably one of the biggest differentiating factors of this story. The next is David Grush in the interview indicates he in fact has never seen any photos. He's never seen any pictures of anything. And everything he's relaying is a secondhand information. So what does that mean? You know, why is this whistleblower coming forth with very soft information as it relates to UFOs, UTAP, and extraterrestrials? And what is essentially the point of this whistleblower? You know, I think probably looking and analyzing it, these are some questions that really needs to come up to see what's going on. Now, I did a deep dive and I really wanted to provide a little bit of a timeline because it really seems like within the last since 2019 late of 2019 we've been getting more and more information about ufos and it's been ratcheting up now what i wanted to talk about is if we go back to 2019 and we look at the birth of you will of the space force um we kind of see this transition point of things rat- ratcheting up and happening really really quickly so if we look at the Space Force is kind of creating an organization within the military that solely focuses on space. Then we kind of have these transition points where we have um, information being released. So we go back to June of 2024, the Unidentified Aerial Phenomenon Task Force, which is the UTAP, which is really interesting because this task force in the, um, the situation David Gress is indicating that they weren't privy to a lot of information. We kind of look at what they have done, and they're releasing preliminary information and reports, getting into that potentially don't rule out aerial phenomenon. So we kind of get a taste of it, and what they're starting to indicate is there's no foreign entities potentially interacting with this aerial phenomenon. Around July 2022, we start to see the releasing of Arrow, which is the all-domain all resolution office, which is really spearheading in aggregating all the data for the DOD and the government to indicate what's going on from air, sea, space, and land. Okay, this happens within 2022, and we kind of see a speeding up. We look at this the information being released from David Fravor, 
as it relates to the TikTok phenomenons. So with that being released, he even went on the Joe Rogan, kind of talked about it. And then you have him actually saying he's not a whistleblower, just someone who believes he's seen things he can't explain, right? Then you have a transition point again in June of 2023. So it's like June seems to be the release date for a lot of this information where we're looking at um, the NASA study. So we have the first NASA study open footage of Aaron UTAP footage. We have the retired Lieutenant Colonel Alex Ditra, a former pilot spokesman about encounters with UFOs. On June 23rd, we have a, a report from UTAP indicating that there's been potentially 650 cases of unidentified information. And now the latest, which is the former intelligence officer, David Crush, Grush, aligning that the U.S. has potential interactions with alien vehicles, information, and things of that nature. So if you look at the last three to four years, it seems like the temperature is really, really ratcheting up on this. And there's a lot of thoughts and theories of it. Um, you know, I can, I'm going to play you a little bit of, of the interview again, just to like listen to it. Because whenever you're listening to it, it's like a, not a lot of information is truly being released. We still don't know what their credentials are, Mr. Grasher. We know he worked for the U.S. Air Force and NGA, but we don't know what his MOS was. We don't know what he was potentially working in. We don't know why he was exposed to this much information. And pressed about like other concerns of photos and information, he goes through the classification channels. So he, in fact, is still following the channels of it. He's being a really clean squeaky clean whistleblower and i don't think he's acting on his own i think i think this is probably a potential strategy for slowly releasing information as it relates to a phenomenon or a, a, a not a phenomenon but but something being coined as disclosure okay so disclosure is coming as as a topic from an individual by the name of stephen bassett and he works for the the paradigm research group and he's kind of coined this phrase of post disclosure and disclosure so it seems to me if he is just looking at it and lining out the information this is a potential strategy of post disclosure we have not had disclosure of aliens yet or ufos but what we're getting is a whistleblower of the highest official saying hey the you the government has aliens and spaceships but it's soft enough to where it's not heavy we're not looking at photos it's not in our face it's it's another story being told that really has no meat but it's the next layer of ratcheting up the information you know if we look at last year the information we had is the dod disclosed that there was unidentified phenomenal aerial phenomenon one year later in june we're looking at a simple fact of a whistleblower who who left office and indicating this information is important in that information is being held from utap which is the government organization now to me it just seems a little bit too clean and a little bit too consistent with that june time frame we are starting to get information every june as it relates to ufos now i'm going to play some more recordings from the news nation interview but i really want you to pay attention to his cadence and the way he releases this information when he's talking when you say crash retrieval what do you mean uh, these are retrieving non-human origin uh, technical vehicles, you know, call it spacecraft if you will. Uh, it's probably not the right parlance, but uh, no kidding, non-human, exotic origin vehicles that have either landed or crashed. We have spacecraft 
from another species? We do, yeah. How many? Quite a number. And I might have played that yesterday, but what I really can't get over is how calculated he is. It sounds very, very rehearsed, and there's no specific numbers, origin, no data, nothing really giving you any indication of how many, quite a few. You know, if you look at this, like if, you know, obviously he's a geospatial Air Force Intelligence Agency, but releasing this information to him, his mannerisms are so cool and soft. Like you're not getting like, oh, wow, there's UFOs in the government. He's like, oh, quite a few extra. Like he's not saying the key words. And when he's releasing the information, he's doing it in a, in my opinion, in a cadence that sounds very rehearsed and very understood about the questioning and information. News Nation didn't even get any real data. All they're doing is listening to him based on his credentials. So I think that this this is a part of a lo- of a longer game. This is a part of a, a game of slowly releasing information to the public to potentially get him prepped for understanding and believing that UFOs and space aliens or whatever you might call it are actually on this earth and the government has been acting, interacting with them for decades. Because he says something very key there. He says crash or landed. Now, what we have to understand about those two variances of what a UFO spaceship would happen on Earth is landing indicates that there's there's something going on where they're potentially reaching out, communicating, things like that. A crash is obviously a crash, but each one of them produced different experiences as it relates to a government agency organization picking them up, taking them somewhere and study him or potentially reverse engineering him. Now, Arrow had a press response to it, and one essentially what they were saying is that they believe or they are not privy to any information that the U.S. government has reverse engineered or done anything to potentially hold extraterrestrials. Now, I am I am not, that is not verbatim. That is me summarizing it because it's a pretty long um press release and for the sake of this podcast sometimes i don't get into all of that information because it's only 15 minutes but that's kind of what he's saying though he's saying that there's a dod secret organization doing these certain things that aren't really informing these other entities about them so arrow's really confirming that you know and they released a press release within 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 moments so because he went through all the proper whistleblower channels everybody knew what he was going to say. So it's it's not super edgy. This information is a soft release, if you will, about the potential disclosure of aliens. So I'm going to go ahead and play you one more clip that kind of just, just listen to the cadence again. are saying to the human race for the first time, an official intelligence representative at a high level from the U.S. government is saying publicly, we are not alone. We're definitely not alone. Absolutely, the data points empirically that we're not alone, yeah. Do we have bodies? Do we have species? Well, for the very first time. What data points is he talking about? Like, this is the thing about this interview is it's so vague and strange. You know, it's kind of like, we have data points. It's just really PC and rehearsed. So I think that this, in my opinion, is probably a potentially a part of a, a longer campaign to release information. Now, I kind of got into a little bit yesterday, but I wanted to circle the wagons back around on this because I really think it's important to understand, okay, that this is not the end of the information and whistleblowers that are going to potentially be releasing this information. I could probably go ahead and say this time next year in June, 
we might have the next level, which would be a potential leaker. We've never had an extraterrestrial leaker. People take them seriously. Throughout this interview, what's really strange to me is it's it's almost like they're they're treading lightly. They want to go to the simple fact that, hey, this isn't a conspiracy theory. Hey, we're treading with white gloves. Hey, is aliens real? And it's like the government has been releasing information consistently indicating that there is unidentified aerial phenomenon. Who's flying it? Potentially extraterrestrial beings. You have reports. So I think probably... Um, the media still isn't ready. The, the the corporate media doesn't really know how to address this interview in a way of being like, you know, what is going on? What is the intention of it? And how many ships do we have? He says potentially a lot. It's like, once again, there's no, he's talking about data points, but then providing no data points. And I think that's what's really interesting about this whole interview. So whenever we look at the world post-disclosure, according to the PRG website, they're indicating that what government media and academics have contacted potential extraterrestrial beings. And, you know, when we look at the checklist of it, and it's really being able to identify what is happening and what are the next steps. And I think about this a lot as it relates to um, the releasing of information. One thing that's pretty, pretty interesting that even if we look at um, movies as it relates to extraterrestrial beings we look at and we can indicate that i did a deep dive on it and there's about 660 extraterrestrial movies that involve space contact or space travel now what's really interesting is the first one goes back to 1902 and we look at around 2000 we see a, a shift in the actual making of them and you know when we see about 350 being created after 2000 now the point i'm trying to make here is that you know if we do believe in disclosure and being able to identify this information then a lot of it potentially is already being absorbed through movies you know we look at what happened in 1947 with roswell and the potential crashing of a ufo spaceship and then we look around 1950 and we start seeing movies like invasion from outer space invasion from mars you know and people start to watch it and calibrate these stories and i think you know this is a, a long game i'm not i'm not saying that it, it's all consistent and there's a conspiracy theory but the secondary approach is indicating and in putting information out there that that will allow people to better understand it i mean if you think back to 100 years ago how many movies was there out there about ufos and we look at now we see a big increase and we see the stories coming out and there's just going to be more stories being released so much so that I would bet in three to five years, the way we look at UFOs is going to completely change. It's already changing, but in the next three to five years, we are probably going to see something that could potentially change society. So I really want to put that out there. I want you guys to get ready for it and tune in and listen to more. And we'll get back to you tomorrow. Mm -hmm.